Some days I know just what to say. Some days I know just what to talk about. Some days I know what to talk about, but it's hard to talk about, or I don't want to talk about it, or I don't want to dive into the difficult issues. Today is one of those days, but we have to talk about what happened yesterday. We have to talk about this horrific act of evil in a school outside of San Antonio, in the city of Uvalde, at this small elementary school. At this point, while I'm recording, at least 19 students, 19 children were killed, and two teachers Um, and that number has been changing throughout the day. Apparently, the shooter was also killed by a Border Patrol agent who just happened to be coming by, heard the shots, and went in and really saved the day, in a sense. This whole thing is an act of incredible evil. There is no other name for it, and I want to mourn with those that mourn. I am a father myself, and the idea of my children not coming home is beyond comprehension. Immediately, politicians, celebrities, talking heads, and the like And even the president called for gun control bans of all manner of Second Amendment infringements. And I have many thoughts of the policies and and the politicians and the celebrities who have voiced opinions about this. But I've decided to save those for later. Instead, I want to offer one suggestion that I think is tenable and it makes sense. And I want to turn inward because I don't think this is a physical issue. I believe this is a spiritual issue. We have seen this growing and growing, and the battle continues to rage. So, as a pastor, theologian, cultural commentator, this is the direction we're going to go today. We're going to look deeper at the human condition, and I am not hearing this from many people, or in the news, or in politics, or academia, and I don't hear them talk about what I believe is really the foundation of what has gone wrong. They're so quick to blame circumstances, or guns, or weapons, or other things, but there's more going on. And we need to talk about that. And we need to own up to what's really going on. There is a grave spiritual deficit in this nation. And we need to talk about the root of the problem and the solution. We don't value human life as this society. Cultural progressives are arguing in all ways, in all manners, to kill babies in the womb because they need that quote-unquote right. And now all these poor children have been ferociously murdered. And culture sees the evil that murder really is. This is a problem. This is the problem. So I have one humble proposal. The best thing to do is to increase security at schools. For some reason, this seems to be controversial, and I don't exactly understand it. What it will take is money. And if the Democrats say we don't have enough money, I just don't understand. We spent $40 billion to Ukraine to arm them and protect their country, and you're telling me you don't care more about our own children than a country halfway around the world that you keep saying we don't want to actually join in a war. And then you tell me, wait, I'm pro-life and being pro-life and saving children in the womb is hypocritical because I don't want you to take away the guns from every other citizen in America because of the Second Amendment and your right to own property and, and have life. These things don't have anything to do with each other. I want to save children. I want to save babies. I want more security, not less. You have told us for years now that all police are bad, and abolish the police, and get rid of guns. But now you want to save the children from bad guys with guns by taking away the good guys with guns. This literally doesn't make any sense. But that's not the real problem, and it's not the real solution. Here is the situation. This is not a gun issue. This is not a security issue, though I think we need more of it. This is a sin issue. People all across the media are looking for the, quote, reason that this horrific event happened. The reason is simple. The reason is sin. The reason is evil. Sin and evil exist, and this culture is just determined to not admit it. 
they're just determined to not admit that God exists. They're just determined to admit, or they're just determined to not admit that there is sin or that you can do anything wrong because you be you and therefore you cannot make any mistakes. But that is just the wrong view of humanity. This poor, confused man act with evil in his heart and took the lives of all of those children because of sin. I am tired of seeing people killed in the headlines. I'm tired of lives being destroyed. I'm tired of families being ruined by evil people, whether it is with a car or a gun or a rock or a bomb, the human heart that is far from God is going to sin and has the potential to kill and murder. This has been going on since the beginning, since the very beginning. We read about Cain and Abel in Genesis 4. Genesis 4, 1, 2, 3, 4. That's it. It took four chapters for murder to occur. This is the effect of sin in a human heart. We have been living with this for all of human time. This is why the only solution is we be born again through the blood of Jesus. We need to change something inside of us, and we actually cannot do it ourselves. Yes, we can and should make laws to protect the innocent, but we cannot eliminate evil in this world by making people better. We cannot legislate people into a better life. The only way we can actually get any better is actually to be made new in Christ. And there is only one way to do that, through Jesus, who himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus changes a person from the inside out. He changes the heart to not want to do evil anymore, to not want to sin anymore. Ezekiel 36. So what I want to read through is Mark 7. And we don't read through this passage very much because we don't like reading through this passage very much because we don't want to admit that this is inside of our hearts. We don't want to admit that this is how we are really. We want to pretend as a culture that we're amazing. And there's unicorns and rainbows and everything is wonderful. And then we see instances in culture like this and we don't know what to do with that. We don't have a system to file that because we don't understand that this is in all of us. We are all one moment away from doing something horrendous and terrible. This is the reality of our soul. And we need to figure out how to deal with that. So Jesus tells us about this. Mark 7. 14. He says, again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen, everyone understand this. Nothing outside a man can make him unclean by going into him. Rather, it is what comes out of a man that makes him unclean. After he had left the crowd, entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. In other words, they didn't understand. And I think we don't understand sometimes as well. After he had left the how I left the crowd and entered the house. His disciples asked him about this parable. He said, Are you so dull? Don't you see that nothing that enters a man from the outside can make him unclean? For it doesn't go into his heart, but into his stomach, and then out of his body. And saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. He's talking about Jewish law. He's talking about what you can eat and what you can't eat, but he's talking about so much more. He goes on. Verse 20. What comes out of a man is what makes him unclean. For from within, out of a man's heart, comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All of these evils come from inside a man and make him unclean. This is what we're talking about here. This is really the basis that Jesus points out to us, that from within, 
the evil comes because we are full of sin without Christ, without a new life, without a new heart. We are full of sin. We are prone to wander. We are prone to do these bad things. And as a culture, as a society, we have sent our children to public schools that are godless. There is no prayer, no Bible, no spiritual value. Our children are indoctrinated with critical theories, radical LGBTQAAIP gender theories, and all manner of secular humanism. By definition, these schools are anti-Christ. Yesterday, I showed you a story that less than 50% of pastors across America even have a biblical worldview. This is tragic. We have failed our families. We have failed our communities. We have failed our cities, we have failed our nation, and we have sat idly by and said nothing for fear of being called names by those who are living in sin. Believer, believer in Christ, it is time for courage. It is time to proclaim the hope of Jesus boldly and loudly. You are not a mistake. You were born specifically in this time for this purpose. God wants to use you to increase his kingdom on this earth in this day and age. You were born for such a time as this. Pray for the families, pray for the friends, pray for the leaders, pray for the politicians, but most of all, pray for people to hear the gospel of Jesus and respond. Do not stay silent. Do not withhold the hope that you have in Christ. Point people to the gospel and the very word of God. This is the only way things will change in our community, in our city, in our nation, and beyond. For Church Public, I'm Matt Odegaard. God bless. Keep the faith.